0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 152. Today's show is happily brought to you by our friends over at Pen Chalet, where you can get great deals on high quality pens with a 100% satisfaction guarantee, Mass Drop, an online community for enthusiasts of all kinds, and Making Light, craft a daily ritual to focus on what matters most to you. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the one and only Mr. Brad Dowdy.
1: <laughs> What's up, Mike? Hey, buddy. <laughs> You're tripping out today. You've had a big day, man. You must be on uh, cloud nine. Can you uh, can you tell the users uh, what has uh, gone on in your world today? I would like uh, for you to do that, please. I will tell the users. Uh, the users, also the listeners. <laughs> so, our, our, our listeners are users. That's you
0: know, a so. pretty good point. Yep, we'll go with that. Um yeah. we can it's a new name for the listeners of the panic the users. <laughs> uh yeah, we have had a huge day at Relay FM. We've we've uh welcomed another great show um into our midst. It's the fantastic Mac Power users, which uh maybe listeners some listeners of this show may not have heard of. It's an absolutely fantastic um podcast. It's about um, sort of technology and Apple products, but in a kind of a different spin because what MacPower users does is it actually tries to teach and help and give advice about how to use technology to its fullest. So it's been going since 2009 and we've now welcomed it gladly uh, to Relay FM. So uh, people should go check it out at relay.fm/slash MPU for Mac Power users. And uh, I'll put a link to Mac Power users in the show notes. I think that people the listen to this show will get a bit of a kick out of it.
1: They totally would. I mean, they would love uh, Dady, David. Dady, I'm a, that's their new name. David, <laughs> and <Katie. laughs> David and Katie do an awesome job. They're like the most down to earth uh, people when it comes to talking to about tech. And uh, I've learned a lot from them over the years. And and David's a big pen fan. So I was happy to see another pen person come on board. He is a Vanishing Point user. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, maybe one of these days we'll get him on. Yeah, we should. All right. Well, He's congratulations to big- you and Steven.
0: Yeah, he's a big proponent of the paperless lifestyle as well, but in, he in is, getting rid so of the bad paper.
1: That's right. It's like a huge uh, – he's got this huge contrast going, so we'll get him on and uh, pepper him about that one day.
0: Yeah, I'd love that.
1: All right, so I did a little peppering of my own this weekend um, alongside a few other pen bloggers. And I wanted to mention this just because – it kind of became a thing over the weekend, but there's already a resolution and there's really no more to discuss, but I wanted to bring it up just for clarity's sake in case anyone comes across any posts or things like that referring to the issue that several of us bloggers had with the Fountain Pen Network over the weekend.
0: Yeah, um, I, I saw you link to the resolution, but I didn't know what the problem was in the first place.
1: Yeah, so what Fountain Pen, I, I don't go to the Fountain Pen Network um, except I click on their classifieds board about once a week and just browse around and see what's up. I don't go through their other message boards, so I really don't know what's out there. So um, one of the listeners, um, Dr. Deans, who writes the great Penn Economics blog, point, sent me an email and said, hey, did you know FPN is basically um, importing my full RSS feed and every other – Blogger, Well, not every other blogger, but a lot of other bloggers, you know, it's probably 20, 30, 40 blogs um, into a message board on their board, just full posts in their entirety, images, everything um, and running ads on that page. So they're basically using it for their benefit in my perspective and from a lot of other people's perspective. Um, so Dr. Deans had emailed them, gotten his um site taken down from them and then let me know. And he didn't have the smoothest time getting that done. There was a little minor backlash, which I think can be explained as I go through this, but not really. I mean, so once he told me I um, tweeted it out, I tweeted a link to his post and, you know, said something like attention bloggers, go read this. And uh, then I sent an email to myself. Um, The person that um, runs FPN is uh, named Wim. And so I sent Wim an email Saying, hey, would you please take my um, site off of this? And then he gave me this whole ex- explanation about, you know, why they set up what they did and that they don't think they're doing anything wrong. And, you know, once you publish your RSS feed, it's out there. I'm getting all these answers back that are, like, really, really wrong, like, way wrong in their perception and reality. Um on how this should happen. So I replied back and I, I could tell that whims coming from this kind of old school mentality, like doesn't really know exactly how the current internet world works. So my response back was, you know, not in anger, but I was like, let me explain to you why this is a problem. So I laid it out like that and I sent out this long email and he still kind of was not getting it, but kind of did. And then more people asked, uh, asked Wim to take down their sites from the thing. And then eventually I think it kind of got through to FPN and the moderators and the admins over there that this really wasn't a benefit for them to have, especially if it's going to cause this much consternation and just be kind of creepy that they were doing it in the first place um, it's just not a legit way to to run your board, especially a board of that size. and so by the end of Saturday, there was actually a really nice huge apology from Wim on the board and took down the board completely and you know finally got to the point where I think it clicked in his head that okay, I, this, I'm not doing something that I should be doing. And, and, you know, hopefully my email helped and hopefully everyone else that chimed in helped. And, um, you know, there was a lot of eyeballs on it all of a sudden and they'd been doing it for a couple months. That's how infrequently I go over there and even notice those types of things. So, um, it was a weird situation, but I, I I do give credit to FPN for making a swift change, to their policy, and they issued a very nice apology, and I can't, really can't argue with how they handled it. They did a good job. So uh, credit to Wim and the FPN admins for doing that, and I appreciate it, and I know a lot of other people do as well. So it was just, uh, it was it was very weird once I saw it. I was like, hmm, <laughs> this doesn't look good. <laughs> so that board's not even live anymore on their site, and uh, it will not be coming back. Hmm. So it just kind of became a thing all of a sudden and then there was a fix and now it's gone but i figured it was worth mentioning since there was some chatter about it over the weekend now listen to um this this next topic is right up your alley mike oh yeah this is a this is a uk question
0: okay i love uk and, questions
1: yeah and especially in lieu of listening to the latest uh episode of analog where you talked about getting married
0: hmm. mm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Not completely accurate.
1: That's not how I went. Oh, OK, that's how I thought that's what I heard. But anyway, this is about marriage certificates in the UK and the requirement to use a permanent ink and not just any permanent ink. There seemed to be from what I could find in some paperwork, at least from, uh, you know, one of the, the Oxford Anglican Church over there who goes you know, performs a lot of the ceremonies, there's very strict requirements on using old school iron gall ink because it lends the permanence in a fountain pen to sign your marriage certificate. Have you heard of this? And is this a real thing? Yes. So do you know the specifics? I mean, it's it. Do they provide this for you when you go sign a marriage certificate? Do you have to bring your own? It's the email I got. Let me read it real quick. It says, I want to know if there are alternatives to Registrar's ink for filling in UK marriage certificates and licenses. The standard thing to use is iron gall ink and a fountain pen from Diamine or Ecclesiastical Stationery Supplies. But iron gall ink is really annoying. It clogs up pens, etc. So I was wondering if I could use Noodler's Bulletproof inks instead or better still a non-fountain pen alternative. Are there indelible ink rollerballs or gel ink pens? It's a pen question and an ink question and a UK legal question all rolled into one. You might want to bring Mike in on this one.
0: My understanding is they give it to you, like you you are given it to to sign, but you do need this special ink, I think.
1: Right. So I wouldn't. I would think that they would provide it. At, you know, that's kind of a an annoyance, I guess, to have the marrying couple to provide their own. I mean, I'm sure some people really get into it, right. And, you know, have their visionaries inked up with diamond registrars and, you know, storm into the, to the, um, to the marriage office and sign their certificates. But I'd imagine 99.9% of the other people wouldn't have a clue about this, but I am guessing that the offices there would have that for you. I didn't realize it was such a huge thing as in requirement, not, uh, necessarily by law but more by church it seems like as best as i can gather so
0: yeah maybe i don't know enough about it
1: yeah but anyway to answer the the actual question iron gall ink you should not be too scared about now there's some really serious heavy duty old school iron galls which uh, john who wrote this email is probably referring to being about being annoying and clogging up pens but there's inks now where you can find an iron gall ink that it will have the same permanence and lifespan as these hardcore inks. You know, something like roaring King Clingler, uh Salix is one of my favorites. It performs so well. It cleans up beautifully. I've never had an issue with clogging starting anything. It's a really good blue looks like the, uh, you know, the old school iron gall inks and diamond registrars is actually a pretty good ink it's a little more severe than salix in that you do need to clean it like after about a month I clean that one out. it does a little get a little bit clogged in the tines if you're using an extra fine nib like I use that's my recent experience, but it's such a good ink I don't mind that and it's certainly not a hindrance to clean out it's just if you're not using it constantly you need to clean it. I haven't used the ecclesiastical. Um, stationary supplies, but that's actually the link that the church sends people to, to buy ink. So I, I don't know anything about that ink, non fountain pen alternatives, any archival pen, which you'll find a lot in art pens, like the secure Pigma micron that I talk about all the time, that's an archival ink pen. Mm-hmm. So that ink's not going anywhere. Um, and there's lots of other options. You could even use a jet stream. They have now have archival ink in their, ballpoints or hybrid ballpoints. So there's tons of non fountain pen options. I just don't know if you're going to get the stink eye when you walk in there with a jet stream and uh, they're expecting a a fancy fountain pen with iron gall ink, but you can get iron gall inks um, that behave really, really well. Um, So don't be scared of them. I used to be scared of them and now I, I hunt them down because I love how they look and perform. So that that was my spiel on that and i find that super interesting that it's such a big thing over there I, although i guess not you know the uk is, is steeped in tradition and, and <laughs> things like that but i don't recall it being i don't know what i signed my marriage certificate with i mean we just walked into the court and we probably signed with whatever janky ballpoint pen there they probably had like one of those plastic daisies taped onto the end of it so you didn't steal it from the thing right so i, I have no clue what's my marriage certificate signed with do you so. call them daisies uh yeah those little flowers what do you think? I'm oh,
0: about? I thought you meant like um, those black, like the things that like the chains that keep them to the desk. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I thought no. that had like some name, like a colloquial name. That I didn't <laughs> no. know.
1: Have you ever gone to like the grocery store or something and they hand you a pin and it's got like a flower taped on the end of it? Because if you stick it in your pocket or your purse, you're actually going to remember that you're stealing the pin because there's a huge flower taped on the end of it. you never seen that? No. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing as the chain. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't it. steal pin. <laughs> it's just a uh, a little more uh, fun way to do it, I guess. So, so no one steals your your daisy chain pin.
0: Okay, Mister Dowdy. Um, let me take a uh, a quick break and thank our first sponsor for this week. What do you think?
1: Yeah, let's do it. This is a good one.
0: Our good friends over at Pen Chalet, you know these guys, they sell authentic amazing rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils and oh so much more. They have the best customer service, super fast, super reliable, and that's the same when it comes to things like their satisfaction guarantee. They want you to feel happy. And they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee to make sure that that's going to be the case. Penchalé sell all of your favourite brands. Pelican, Lamy, Pilot, Namiki, Sailor, Caveco Monteverde, th- the lot. They sell the whole kit and caboodle and they're of course an authorised dealer of all of them. Pen Chalet are always running special discounts. They have special discounts for Pen Addict listeners which we'll get to in a minute and they've got something super extra cool today that I'm going to talk about. Um, but I just want to let you know, you know, these guys and girls, they do great stuff. They do free shipping on orders of over 50 bucks in the continental United States. They also sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates as well. And as well as all the brands and products I mentioned earlier, Pen Chalet also do carrying cases for pens, pen holders, refills, fountain pens, converters, and so much more. They have all of the extra bits and bobs that you're going to want to go along with your great new pens. So, as always, you can go to penchalet.com, use the code penaddict to save yourself 10% off your order or click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter penaddict for some extra special secret savings as well as your 10% off. But we have something extra special this week. So I mentioned uh, on episode 150 that Pen Chalet are doing a great giveaway for National Stationery Week. Well, they're also doing um, some fantastic Sales. They've got a bunch of great stuff running at 40 to 50% off in some cases. Brad, what do you think about some of the things that you can find over on the penchalet.com? So you can go pench- to and you'll see a big box that says National Stationery Week. You click that, you can enter into a great prize draw um, of up to you could close to $1,500 in prizes. Five winners can win from this stuff, but they also have a bunch of really great deals as well.
1: Yeah, so the the giveaway runs six more days, so it runs throughout this week, which is National Stationery Week. And World Stationery Day is on Wednesday of this week. Are, are you ready for that, Mike? Are, are you planning big big party?
0: Oh yeah, you should say I've got a street party going on. I've got entertainers. It's going to be crazy. I've, I've yeah, totally. London.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll we'll uh, Periscope it, and for everyone else. But yeah, this is um, really cool. He's got a ton. And, I mean, a ton of deals. I can't even talk about them all, but tons of stuff from Delta, Monteverdi, Conklin. Um, there's a sweet Porsche fountain pen that I've actually been looking at. Um, it's on sale for half-off. this Porsche slimline design that's really crazy cool. There's some um, Pelicans in here as well. Yep. So um, lots of good stuff. And and I actually want to go off script a little bit, Mike, if you'll let me.
0: I will. I will permit.
1: I've gotten – I want to say at least two emails in the past month or so thanking me and you indirectly um, for telling them about pinch LA because they've gotten exceptional customer service from Ron and they mentioned Ron specifically, you know, if they had a problem with the order or, you know, a nib wasn't working right or something came up as things always do. I've, I've gotten the emails, not them thanking Ron, which I'm sure they did, and the team at Pinchale, they've sent me an email saying, Hey, by the way, you know, I made this purchase from Ron, you know, something got goofed up, and he handled it really quickly, really effectively, got right back to me, made it right, and it was a great experience. So I, I keep meaning to mention that to you every time we talk about Pinchale now. So um they do it right over there so don't uh hesitate to to head over uh to pinchale get in on this national stationery week giveaway check out all the hot deals they got have going on and uh yeah take a look we love pinchale thanks ron
0: they are the best and we're really, really happy um that we get to, to be sponsored by the fantastic company that is Pen Chalet. So head on over to Penchalet.com right now. You can check out their fantastic deals and giveaways that are doing for National Stationery Week. Thank you so much to l a for continuing to be a great supporter of the Penanic Podcast.
1: Alright, so, so you made you made some purchases this week?
0: Yeah. So do you remember that I uh screwed up and forgot to get um, a converter for my Sailor. Yeah. I was like, this is taking way too long, this, this Amazon thing. I looked at it and it was going to be shipping sometime in like middle of May. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no way, I'm not doing that. This is mm-hmm. this is crazy. This is crazy town. Um, So I decided that I was just going to go to the writing desk, which is a great UK distributor because they do mm-hmm. Sailors and stuff. And I thought I'll get it quick if I just do it for mm-hmm. them. And then I was there, I was like, hmm... While I'm here, I mean, you know, I'm already getting an order. Why don't I get some ink? I don't know why I decided I wanted ink. I think it's because I thought I want to get something, and I've got enough pens at the moment. Um, so I bought two bottles of ink, actually. Oh, look at you. Something I've all, I've wanted for a very, very, very long time, the Pelican M205 Duo ink, the highlighter ink.
1: Oh, cool. That's
0: nice. Yeah, the green highlighter ink. Yeah. And I bought something that I think is going to surprise you. Ooh. I bought the J. Hermann Stormy Grey. Oh, look at you. Yeah. That
1: totally surprises me. Uh-huh. Wow. Wow! What's your thinking behind that? Um,
0: people love it so much and yeah. when we were aside, at the pen show... Aside
1: from the fact that they fixed the uh, formulation.
0: This is what I was going to say to People love it so <laughs> much and you and Anna both told me, and I trust you both, that apparently they fixed the formula and it doesn't kill pens anymore. So I'm yeah. going to give it a go.
1: Nice. I'm
0: it's, already eye really cool. What's the worst that can happen?
1: That's right. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that ink as long as you can clean it out good. And um, I think G. Herbin has made uh, strides in making that. Uh, they, they definitely heard the feedback, it seems, and have made changes to make it uh, easier. And the word on the street is that it's a legitimately good change. So, yeah, I, I, I'm anxious to uh, – I want to get a review of that uh on the show by you once you get time to uh play with it I, i'm really anxious to hear what you think
0: yeah and honestly
1: I'm, i th- i think you will enjoy it
0: i'm excited i'm excited about it so for anyone that doesn't know this is the gray with like the little gold flecks in it right yeah so uh i mean i've seen it i've seen some people use it now and it's like hmm yeah okay maybe I'm just, <laughs> maybe i'm just going to give it a go
1: so the sailor converter that i told you i was buying for you last week i can just keep it when it gets here you're good with that um mm. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I had that on my list. Uh, I buy you micro mesh and sailor uh converter. Yeah, I'm just sure the chat room will back me up on that. But uh, I, well, I take,
0: ha- so wait, did you buy me a sailor converter? Yeah. Oh, I thought you said that you weren't going to.
1: Well, uh, I could still. It doesn't I, matter. I'll still take it. Of- yeah, if you want it, I'll send it to you. If I gotta send you the micro mesh anyway, so I'll just send it to you. If you but, haven't uh, sent
0: me stuff yet, you can send me some relay stickers as well. Cause okay, I don't. I need some. I need like Mac power user sticker, and then I need a bunch of other stickers. So we should talk
1: about okay. that yes i'll work on that and um you know when i was buying your accessories i also uh threw in a bottle of ink on my order i did the exact same thing you did it's like well i need these ticky tack little things and oh look pretty ink and um i didn't get the mont blanc toffee brown ink at the pen show you i heard you mention that actually yeah because i was really wanting it and i need some more um non blue black inks that i enjoy and everyone seems to love the mont blanc toffee brown and it's really different from anything i have so i have a bottle of that uh on order so uh we will do some ink reviews soon of these new inks that we got because they're both kind of a stretch for what we both use on a daily basis
0: so with the converter that you buy me i either i'm gonna have to buy another sailor hmm. or this can be the converter that i use after stormy gray destroys everything <laughs>
1: Yep. So do you have a do you have a plan for the stormy gray? Do you have a pen picked out already? It's an no. important choice for that ink.
0: No, I don't yep. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions?
1: No. Wider the nib the better. Which what? that's not a problem for you. You usually go with medium or, or wider. So yeah, yep. you're good.
0: Maybe I'll put it in the the, the custom made Edison.
1: Oh ooh, nice. Yeah, that would be good. Do you know what I feel like that, that
0: would go pretty well together?
1: That would go well together. So it's got that gray, that gray color. Mm-hmm. So we have, we have a lot more to get to today. I, pl- I planned a whole show and uh, on uh, a certain topic, um, and we hadn't even started yet. You ready to uh, dig into that? You bet I am. All right. So I've been asked more than once to do a deeper dive into drum roll, please. Mechanical pencils. Wait, wait. Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> drum roll, please. <laughs> mechanical pencils. <Woo! laughs> So it's uh, this is um, you know out of the, out of the norm for our show and kind of what we used to do way back in the day about 140 episodes ago I'd talk about these products as they came and went uh, through my hands and um, I've been asked more recently to talk about what I like in a man- mechanical pencil why I like mechanical pencils if there's any particulars that I love if there's any particulars I hate um, but first I want to give a little bit of background I actually have a huge fondness for mechanical pencils going way, way way back till I was just a wee pen addict and more specifically engineering pencils. And those of you who know my story know that I used to shop in the engineering section of the LSU campus bookstore because that's the only place you could get the cool pens like in the late 70s, early 80s. Well, the pen selection was generally pretty weak, but man, could you get some serious drafting pencils? at the engineering department in the bookstore, you know, and when I'm a kid and all I want to do is draw small and pens aren't cutting it, mechanical pencils did because even if the smallest you could get was the 0.5 millimeter lead, that was finer than any other pen you could get at the time. So I always, always had mechanical pencils. I probably used mechanical pencils more than pens at the time, just because of how small I could write with them. So that love for mechanical pencils has carried on to this day. Even though I don't use them regularly, I am fascinated by their design, especially the drafting style ones, which we'll talk about the difference here in a minute. And Every time I put one in my hand, I love using it. It feels like I feel at home when I'm using a really nice mechanical pencil. They're really, really good. Um, the one pencil I'll start off with that you and I talk about the most, and everyone assumes will be my favorite. I know it's your favorite, is the Uni Ball Toga.
0: It's just, I mean, this is whenever we talk about mechanical pencils, I'm like, why do we even continue to carry on past this point? But
1: here's why because that's not my favorite mechanical pencil
0: what when did this happen
1: recently you keep like all probably these in the secrets
0: past, from me these
1: days like probably in the past six months it's not that traditional drafting engineering style that i like i don't need this i love everything about the Togo. that's my number one recommended mechanical pencil but if i brad dowdy was grabbing a mechanical pencil from my collection or purchasing a mechanical pencil. I would go with at least two other pencils before that one, if not more, just because of the style of the pencil. The Unique Ball Kuratoga, it's really nice. It's really well made. I like the roulette model, um, personally, because it's got a nice knurled grip. But it still looks like a standard school mechanical pencil, especially the low end ones, the plastic barrel ones. It just looks like what you grab at the grocery store and there's nothing wrong with that. And it's an amazing pen. And I will tell everyone to buy a Kuro Toga for me, what I like to use, I go straight to the Rotring 600. That's the ultimate in mechanical pencils.
0: Hmm.
1: It has Nice heft to it. It has a perfect balance. It has knurling that's not too soft um, and not too rough. It's very comfortable to hold. It will last you. People use these literally for decades. They actually sell tip replacements because people love the barrels so much. They don't want to get rid of their 600. It's like a pass down from generation engineering mechanical pencil. And when I say engineering, the primary difference in an engineering mechanical pencil and a standard mechanical pencil is you'll see more of a needle tip design. There's lots of clearance from like the edge of the grip section to the lead pipe. You're going to see you're not going to see that conical shape like you'll see in a lot of pencils down to the tip. You're going to see that long pipe um, and that's for clearance. So you can see when you're writing. Right. If you're looking down at the paper and you're drawing a very detailed um, detailed item you need to see better what you're doing so you'll see that drafting style mechanical pencils have a very common theme in that they have that large clearance from the edge of the grip to the paper the next one that i like and i the have Rotary, to say
0: that Rotring 600 though mm-hmm. it's a stunner right it's an absolute stunner yeah. so i which, wish i could it, get i wish i could get something like that but with because the only thing about the kuritoga that i like is the mechanism Sure. You know, that's what I love. Mm
1: -hmm. So if you could pick a rotary color, it comes in two colors. It's not like you have a lot of choice. Which one are you picking? Black. Yeah, that's the wrong choice. It's amazing how good looking the silver is. And I would have thought black, too, because I have a black 800, which we're going to talk about later. The silver is so much better looking. It's crazy. I, I okay. maybe it's because I've had it the longest, you know. Because I, be I would go
0: black because it's classic, right? I mean, that's right. kind of the the classic look is the black with the red writing on it, you know.
1: Yeah, so they're they're reminding me in the chat room. I it is actually for the the clearance in the tip um, collective. Put it in there. It's for using it as straight edge, which I was kind of alluding to and didn't. I wasn't very clear, so when you're using it on the, so like when you're on a drafting table and you're looking at plans and you're moving a ruler around to draw lines and shapes as you're pushing the ruler around, you're marking with your other hand. So that pipe hits on the straight edge ruler, um, without getting into the lead and gets it close enough to where you can have an accurate mark. So yes, thank you for that clarification chat room. Good job. Um, All right, so my other one that I like, and it's not—it's more similar in build to the Curitoga, and it's not a full metal body like the Rotring Six Hundred is a full brass pin. The Uni Shift Pipe Lock is a pin I really, really enjoy just for its design. It's lighter than the Six Hundred. It's similar to the Curitoga in that it has a knurled grip, knurled metal grip at the bottom, but then the upper of the barrel is plastic. But the Shift Pipe Lock what it does is it allows you to retract the lead pipe into the barrel when it's not in use. So you just pull away and twist and it's like the uh tip of the pencil recedes. That way you can put it in your pocket and not poke yourself or put it in a backpack bag, poke yourself, do any of that type of stuff. And they're really cool looking. <laughs> it's one of the reasons I, you know, I, I'll admit I'll go for cool over function sometimes. I love how the shift pipe lock looks. They do like an Best, alternate color man. in the middle. It's a yeah. really sick. I've never pencil. seen
0: this before. This is awesome looking. Yeah, I so, really like this, Brad. Like yeah. I like the way that the six hundred looks, but mm-hmm. I love how this looks. Is right. it small? So, it looks small.
1: No, it's it's no? standard size. Okay, but the pictures the, the road ring. The Rotring 600 is actually a small mechanical pencil compared to most. Once you compare them side by side, it's just heavier than most because it's a full metal barrel.
0: This design, right, like the uni design. Are they mm-hmm. borrowing from rotaring? Is that where this design idea comes from? Cuz it's similar looking, right? You could you could tell it's, me it was a rotaring and I would probably believe you.
1: It's such a standard design and that's kind of what I was alluding alluding to with engineering pencils. They share they all share similar d- design elements. You know, right. they have a long pipe and they have knurling, <laughs> so you can grip it because you're using that pen constantly, like all day long. You know, it's supposed to be used all day long if that's your job. So it's made all around these general design elements, and which is why I like them so much. I mean, it's that that's it's my style. Um, so when I pick up a mechanical pencil to use, it's either the Rotring 600 in silver or the Shift Pipe Lock. Um, and I have the silver one with like the blue, the .5. I think, yeah. Some of them, sometimes the colors are just by size, but I think this one you can get them in any color and any size. So those are my two favorite mechanical pencils and the Kurutogas Toga's maybe third. And actually there's other ones that we're going to talk about in a few minutes that I would still use before the Kurutoga just for looks. I really like certain mechanical pencils for how they look and how they feel and, um, what they do and how they perform. And, the memories they be bring back to be quite honest i mean it's this there's one pencil we're going to talk about next um that people are going to know exactly what i'm talking about but uh we have a new sponsor that i'm pretty excited to talk about too so let's let's get to that before i uh keep drooling over all these pencils i have in this uh show document
0: i think this is going to be a sponsor that really fits of our audience this episode yeah. of the pen addict is brought to you by making light I'm really excited about this sponsor because I've been trying them out for um, about a month or so and I'm happy that we get to talk about them now. So this is something to help with distractions, like to try and keep focus in our lives, especially for people that do creative work. Um, it can be difficult because, you know, you kind of have to make sure that you're maintaining your focus to do your best at all times. And to do that, I think people tend to to find their own way of Engaging their senses, so like they may throw some headphones on, so they're keeping their ears locked in. You know, so they've got some great music on. They've got their favorite playlist. Maybe you set up your computer in such a such a way that it's pleasing to you. You know, you use your window arrangement in a certain way, that kind of thing. You get your great coffee for taste. Um, you maybe you have a lovely clicky keyboard for touch. But there's nothing that we really use for scent. And this is where Making Light comes in. Uh, Making Light is about helping you leverage the power of, of scent with also that little bit of added sight as well because this is a subscription service that will send high quality candles right to your door allowing you to create a new Daily ritual to help you focus on what matters most to you. Once you light your candle, it's time to write, meditate, code, or whatever it is. Maybe it's time you just want to fill up your... uh, Maybe you want to clean all your pens out so you light a candle, you know, to get into the zone. Whatever, Whatever deserves your focus, that's what making light can help you with. You just allow the fragrance and the flickering flame to be a constant, subtle reminder that this is a sacred time and space. Making light candles are premium quality and very reasonably priced. As pen addicts, we love tactile things that are made with love and care, and that's what making light is. Making light, you know, they help us think about the way that we want to really focus and like we are always writing in these things like in our handmade notebooks instead of on our phones and laptops because we understand and appreciate real things that are crafted by people because it helps us it makes us feel like i know for me anyway it makes me feel like in touch with stuff um, and I think that this is where these kinds of things can can come into that. they're all made all the candles are made from 100 percent botanical soy wax uh, fragrances that are infused of essential oils and they use reusable and recyclable tins it's every um, every single candle is made by a small uh, Indiana family and they include a handwritten note with uh, every every box which is nice you know the 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 the, uh, the guys behind making light. Like, they are actually they're big pen addicts. They're big big fans of the show. Mm-hmm. Um Brad, you have a box with you, right?
1: Yeah, and I wanna read my note first because the the pen axe will like this. And this is from Dan, um, who runs Making Light. He says, Hi, Brad. This comes to you from a modern circa 2003 Parker dual fold M nib with Aurora blue black ink. My dad has a huge vintage collection and I've chased him around antique shops for 40 years. Hope to get to next year's show all the best. So he's not just a cool guy for writing my note in a, in a a cool fountain pen. He also listens to the podcast and wants to come to the uh, pen show next year because we made it sound awesome. But yeah, did you, did you like my uh, audio? Um, What's that called? You know, the, the little sound effect that I had there. Could you hear Foley, that? Yeah. I heard the rustling yeah, of the crepe paper. Yeah. And then the, that was the lighting of the can lighting of the match. So I could light oh. my cherry, cherry blossom candle. So the way I see it is you're either a candle person or you're not me and my wife. We're big time candle people. We love how they smell. We have them all around the house. So when I found out that making light was sponsoring us and I was going to get to try these out, I was like, I was kind of giddy. Like this is my thing. And not, cause it's not just any candle. It's, you know, it's made in very small batches by a family. The coolest thing on these tins, Mike, they have the batch number on there. It's partially handwritten, which you think it's like a little thing. I find that so endearing when you see products like this, that it has um, just those cool little touches of – What they've made and how they're tracking it and to see the little pin marks on here and the batch number is pretty cool. So I lit up uh, the cherry blossom while we're here talking, which is perfect for Macon. Macon's known for uh, their cherry blossoms. They have a big cherry blossom festival. I have several cherry trees in my yard. So cherry blossom is now burning while we're podcasting and I'm feeling calmer.
0: It's saying about the handwritten stuff. It's nice because making light. I've been talking to Dan, uh, the mm-hmm. guy who runs it. It's like a family business. Like his wife helps out, his daughters help out. Like they do it all together. And it, there's something about it. Like just talking to him, I really enjoyed it because he's a just a really nice guy. And I can tell that yeah. it's a really nice company. Uh, and I think that you you should really help them out. Um, making light costs just twenty four dollars a month. We're free shipping anywhere in the USA. Uh, and for that, what you're going to get is you're going to get two candles, a box of wooden matches, and a preview sample of next month's featured fragrance in every box. Um, each month, you will receive enough for around 22-hour rituals of focus, so maybe 20 days for two hours you could use it. Um, and once you blow out the the candles, well, the scent stays in the room for a while. It's really fantastic. They also ship to Canada and the UK for an extra $5 and $10 respectively a month, um, which once you factor in exchange rates, makes it totally worth it. And of course... Listeners at this show can get five dollars off with their for their first order, and this is going to prove that Dan is a pen addict with the code Golden Web, all <laughs> nice. one word: G O L D E N W E B. Uh, go with all lowercase on that. Yeah, uh, I that, bet that his dad has one of those. It. Maybe. Do you know what? Yeah. Maybe.
1: I'm have to get in Dan's dad's will or something. I'm going to have to talk to him about this.
0: <laughs> so go find out for yourself about Making Light over at makinglight.us. Thank you so much to Making Light for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. And I went a bit long on that one, but uh, they're a hey, great company. And, and yeah. I want to make sure you hear all about it because I, I hope that, uh, that we, we have them back again in, in the future.
1: Yeah, and you know it's the first time, and you know it's a new product, and it's something we've been playing around with, and you know we kind of want to tell our experience, you know, a little bit more than just a, you know, just a stock ad read. And, you know, I think um, that that works for us and our uh, our listeners. So hopefully they in, enjoyed it, and we'll enjoy making light.
0: Adina loves these things, man. Yeah, she's yeah, always cool. she's always lighting them up. I've been doing it as well myself. Like it was funny when I was writing the scripts, I had one burning, and it was really nice, and it kind of all worked <laughs> together. when I was editing, and all the scripts up and getting them ready and stuff looks
1: good (laughs) all right so the next three pencils i want to talk about could take the number one spot on any given day and they're all by one company and they're all by pentel and pentel makes some of the best mechanical pencils on the market the ones i like and the one that really kind of got me started when i was a kid is the pentel sharp p series now if you take a look at this you know you may not know the name but I guarantee you recognize this pencil in the barrel, in the barrel colors, and the shape and design. It hasn't changed in 30 or 40 years. Um, and it's still really, really high, high quality. Um, and what Pentel's done is they've kept this, they've kept the design exactly the same. So like the 05 comes in this blue and the 07 comes in black, and the 09 comes in this mustard yellow, uh, the green. I forget what what size that one's in. And then recently, in the past few years, what they've done is, well, all those stock items are exactly the same. They added in some really neat additional barrel colors, like a metallic blue that I picked up a couple years ago from JetPens, and a carbon fiber um, style. It's still a plastic barrel, but a carbon fiber look. They make some really, really cool designs. And they're still really inexpensive, like the stock ones are about five bucks, the special color ones are about eight bucks. I can't help but pick those up every time I see the special one, and every time I do, I always think about George at my supply room, you're familiar with him, right Mike he's the guy that supplies Mad Men, all the old school pins. yeah, yeah. George yeah. is like a collector extraordinaire when he sees when I see like a new pentel sharp and new colors. I would like pick one out like in the blue. He has to have everything of every style ever. It's hilarious. He collects them all in, um, a serious manner. You want to talk about pen addict? He is the, uh, he might be the cult leader. If we ever could get into his uh, garage or, or his supply room, as you will, um, I think we'd all be kind of blown away. So that's the classic of the Pentel line. The graph gear 1000 is the engineering workhorse um it's the full metal pencil um it's got a knurled barrel with like these little cushions on the grip um it's got a really stern um knock and retractable mechanism it's just when people talk about their favorite Mechanical pencils like that are in the engineering, drafting, architecture field, it's usually Rotring 600 and then this Graph Gear 1000 in some, in some way, shape, or form. They're just built to last, built to take a beating, built to be durable, and really good looking on top of it. So it, it's a really, really cool pencil. The third one is the Outlier in the Pentel group. And it doesn't get enough love, and I've praised it before and i actually gave mine away and i got to get another one it's the pentel sharp carry this is a weird looking one it's an amazing mechanical pencil what it is it's a capped mechanical pencil so you carry it around like a capped pen you uncap it put the cap on the back end of the barrel and then that's your knock and it just it clicks out from there it's so comfortable it's so well made it's one of those pens or pencils excuse me that you get and you just fidget with it. You just, you, you're trying to figure out, okay, how does this work? And it shouldn't be this simple. And this design shouldn't work the way it does. And it really, really does. It's, um, it's compact, you know, it's definitely pocketable when you're not using it. You know, that's a great thing about this pencil. You know, a lot of mechanical pencils that don't have the retractable, um, pipe, they're going to poke you or, stab you when you least expect it, this one's capped when you're not using it. So that's a great feature to just throw in your pocket and go. So the Pentel Sharp Carry is a way, way, way underrated mechanical pencil and something you guys should look at if you haven't been. So that's kind of where I draw the line as the most popular pencils for me personally. Um, The Rotring Uni makes great stuff and Pentel then you start getting into other pencils that are really good but they're either not standard in their designer style or just don't have a lot of foothold in the um usage of customers things like that and but are still good and kind of go under the radar. Like for example, the Retro 51 Hexomatic. Like if Mike Dudek was on here, he'd be all about this pencil because it's made to look just like the Rotring 600. The thing is, it's almost the exact same price and it, I'd just go ahead and get a Rotring 600. It doesn't mean this Retro 51's not good. It's great. It's great looking, it's great feeling. But for the same price as the Rotring 600, I'd just get to that. Um one I do like a lot. Tombo makes some really nice low end pencils, like $5 and less. They have one called the Olno body knock. It's this really, <laughs> Oh, you'll have to pull up the picture. It, I don't even know if I can explain it, but you put it in your hand. It's got this really thick rubber grip. And in the middle of the barrel, you just kind of like put pressure on it from like you're gripping the pencil and then you just kind of bump it in your hand while you're writing. And, it ejects the lead, or it lengthens the lead. It's really well done, and it's a really neat pencil. But it's kind of gimmicky, and it uses these bright colors. You know, that might not be for everybody. You know, it's certainly not a classic, typical engineering pencil. Then they do one called the Tombow Mono Graph Shaker, which I was actually really surprised how well it did because it was so inexpensive. I think it's only like four dollars or something like that. It's a, just a high quality everyday use mechanical pencil and you'll see a lot of these that i'm talking about all have that one extra thing they're not just a standard mechanical pencil the tombo oh no body knock has an interesting knock mechanism the graph shaker has a shaker mechanism to advance the lead and then the next one on the list do you want to say something
0: sorry i was gonna say do yeah. you think that a lot of these companies do this because stuff like the kurutoga exists like you can't do that because that's their thing. So look, why don't we do our own thing that makes ours a little bit different?
1: Almost all of these were ahead of the Kurutoga. Okay, cool. Um, there's maybe one or two on this list that aren't. Certainly like all the Pentels, the Rotrings, and the Unis, um, the other unis besides the Kuratoga were before the Kurutoga. The old no body knock and graph shaker were after, but shakers have been around for a while. That's a pretty standard I've clearly
0: um, got some toga bias.
1: Yeah. No, that's good. And the, um, the Pilot Delphal, which is another one, which Pilot doesn't have a really strong mechanical pencil game. If you've noticed in this list, the Japanese companies, Pentel's kind of, aside from Uniball, the Kuratoga, Pentel's kind of got the market in mechanical pencils. They have it covered from, um, the very, very expensive models to the high-end mechanical pencil models. Um, but Pilot doesn't have very much action in this space, and I don't even know what drafting-style pencils they have. Certainly, if they do, it's nothing that's grabbed me. But the delphi is one I like because it has a fully retractable um, lead pipe. It's not just the pipe that comes back in. It's like the whole tip of the pen yeah, retracts cool. into the pencil.
0: I just noticed that. I was going to say that I like that. That's, that's a nice addition So because
1: you don't end up with that little
0: metal bit sticking out which, like, stabs you right
1: leg or something. Right. So a lot of pencils will allow you to just retract the pipe, but this retracts that whole front end section into the barrel and it works really well. Um, it's a real strong, you know, feeling when you do it. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel janky uh, when you do it. It's a real strong click and it gets back up in there. So um, that's kind of the, the primary shopping list. So you got my favorites, you know, some of the unis, rotring, Pentel kind of some in the middle market that do some things that you may or may not like, but I found pretty functional. Then we've got some that I'm not a fan of at all. And we're going to talk about those and I'm going to make some people mad. But first, we got one more sponsor we want to get to, don't we?
0: This week's episode of The Pen Addict is also brought to you by MassDrop. MassDrop is an online community for enthusiasts of all kinds, from audio and electronics to quilting and cooking. It's a place for you to connect with people like you to discuss your favorite products and activities and buy them together. MassDrop represents a new type of online experience that combines community... Content and commerce. MassDrop is not a flash sales website. It's not a deal site. It is a place where enthusiasts can meet and connect over the products that they love. It is a forum where people can vote on and discuss the products that they're passionate about and then connect directly with manufacturers to buy products together and get bulk pricing. The thing that is most important to Mashdrop is that they want to build communities around things that that their users love, because that's what they're passionate about doing themselves. Ultimately, they are here to help you by making the products you care about more affordable and accessible, and provide you with a platform to connect with other like-minded enthusiasts. I know that group buys is something that's really important to the pen community. Some of the stuff that we buy can be expensive, and Mashdrop can help with this. Buying in bulk can bring those costs down Um, I mean, I've checked them out myself and I've seen some great deals in the past. I looked on the website uh, earlier today, Brad, and I saw that there are currently two deals that interested me. 15% off a Retro 51 fountain pen um, and up to 42% off a Lamy Studio fountain pen. So people should go and check those out um, because, you know, they're going to be ending soon, so you want to go and check them out. So you can do that by going to dro.ps slash addict. That's P-S slash the pen addict and sign up right now. Thank you so much to Mash Drop for supporting this show and all of Relay FM.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Mash Drop. That's a, a seriously good community over there and they do good stuff. They are the best. So, yep, yep. All right, so let's get negative here and tell you about all the pencils that I don't like. Um, you know, I, I, talk about the good, you, you got to cover it uh, on the flip side with the bad stuff too. So let's see how many people I can make mad on, on this list with the uh, dog and their favorites. Number one, which I think I'll actually get the confirmation of is the Rotring 800. It's a poor excuse for a fountain pen to cost that much just to add in the retractable, the fully retractable tip. The 600 is a fixed tip fountain pen. The 800 Do you mean
0: to say mechanical pencil when you keep saying pencil. fountain pen?
1: Yeah, sorry, sorry. It is the pen addict, you know. Cut me some slack.
0: Yeah, no, we don't. We don't make no, <laughs> no uh, second-rate pencil podcast, huh?
1: That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah, did right. yeah. yeah, yeah, killed man with a trident. In in um, all
0: fairness, though, if if <laughs> if you are somebody who actually wants to hear people that know about pencils talk about pencils, you should check out the Erasable Podcast.
1: Woodcase pencils, not mechanical pencils. They they will cut a man if they bring up mechanical pencils. That's uh uh, persona non grata over there.
0: Well, then I retract my statement. Statement retracted.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, they're they're a first-rate first, first rate pencil podcast. Uh, we love those guys. So the Rotring 800 was made as a complement to the 600, but had the retractable tip, and it cost at least twice as much, if not more. And that was the design for ages and ages and ages. And then Rotring's got a long, sorted past with buyouts and sales, and I, I don't even... I won't pretend to know the history, but it's currently owned um, by Sanford, an American made company and an American company that are made. I don't even know where they make these pencils now, but they decided the newest design of the Rotring 800 should have a stylus tip also down where the tip retracts from the pen. And it's just not a good design. It's just really not functional. um, And it's certainly not worth the price. Yeah, it's a hot mess of a pencil. So I just avoid that and go straight for the 600. I mean, it's fine, but it's the price doesn't make it really worth it. If it was, if it was like $50, it'd be better. But it's around 80 and you don't get that extra value that you get over like the $33, 600. So the next one is the Oto Super Promecha or Promecha, but I think it's Promecha. Um, this one I might get some pushback on. It's the Transformers of the mechanical pencil world. This pencil has so many bells and whistles, it's just too much. You can adjust literally every single thing about this, which it's cool to play with once, but I just end up fidgeting with it and it would just end up annoying me because it wouldn't do the th- the things that I wanted it to do. But you can like adjust the length of the lead pipe It moves in and out of the barrel, then adjusts the length of how far each click pushes out the lead. And it's got all these knobs and things, and it's actually just not a very comfortable pencil to write with. Um, But a lot of people, that's their one and only drafting pencil is the Prometcha. Zebra, for all the other good things that uh, these other Japanese... Companies do and their competitors. Zebra does not make good drafting pencils. I guess they're along there with with Pilot. They look good. Um, And the one I'm particularly used that I did not enjoy was the Zebra Tech two way 1000, which I'm guessing they're trying to uh, mimic some of the graph gear 1000s name. It's a super uncomfortable pencil. They have these ridges in the grip that are not soft. They're these hard plastic uh, rings around the grip. It looks really, really nice it's a really, really uncomfortable to write with. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that kind of defeats the looks right there. Yeah. Um, it's kind of crummy. Um, and here, here comes, I think maybe the, uh, the one that I've seen been flying in the chat room, the Statler nine twenty five, the 25, the, um, the metal barrel drafting pencil that Statler does. It's kind of a staple around, um, this field, this arena of pencils, it's just very plain and bland, and it just kind of didn't do anything to for me. Um, it's fairly priced, like it's cheaper than like the six hundred. It's around twenty dollars, where the Rotring six is around thirty three. But it just doesn't really. It didn't wasn't anything special. I didn't feel great about using it. Um, the looks are average. I didn't like the grip. It was a little. Um, the knurling was a little bit slick for me, if you will. And I just didn't really enjoy using that pencil. It's never one that I've reached for. So I, I don't really like that one. And so that's that's my don't love list on the, the mechanical drafting pencil arena. Um there's some good stuff here. And I actually had longer lists than I thought I did, Mike, when I started putting this together realizing how many of these mechanical pencils I like and how often I forget to use them, especially the ones that I like a lot. And one I just got in this past week, or something like that, that I wanted to mention, which doesn't, it's not anything like any of these other pencils on here, but it surprised me. The Pilot G2 Mini Pencil. It's small, it's pocketable, it's about $3 for a three-pack, and the tip's retractable on the Mini Pencil, which I thought was really neat. That's not something you usually get for a disposable pencil. So I wanted to point that out, and I'll have a review of them soon. I just got them, um, you know, Recently, so I haven't had time to play with them. But when I was writing up these show notes, I started clicking that one around and saw that the tip protracted. Well, that's pretty impressive for a dollar mechanical pencil. So I will take that and uh, good job, Pilot G2 Mini pencil. So
0: I've never liked the G2 Mini design.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. No. They made a they made a model. I'll have to go back and look at the name. They uh, Pilot in Japan redid the Mini G2 in the same barrel shape, called it something else as they normally do, and gave it a 0.5 millimeter refill, I was all over those things. But that's been like six years now, and they don't even make them anymore. They were, they were huge. They were really, really good pens, and uh, they're just vanished. Because
0: so. what I don't like about the G2 Mini is it looks like they just took the middle out of the G2. Yeah. The grip's the same size, the clip's the same size, so they're basically touching. Like it just yeah, looks but- really super weird to me.
1: Yeah, but this—just think about it. this. Isn't a pencil you're going to your desk and writing all day with? I mean, this is a pencil you throw, you know, in your beach bag and go do a crossword puzzle, and you don't worry about your your uh, your nice rotating, getting sand in it, things hey. like that. So it's Down a different in. market.
0: What? I'm superficial.
1: Uh. Yes, I am too. I mean, I already admitted I, I'll pick a pen or a pencil for how it looks. Um, I'm, all, I'm all so. about
0: the curves and the looks on these things. There's
1: you know? such a, a negative attitude towards all things G2, and I can't really argue with that, so I, I don't blame you.
0: But, I mean, the G2, the, the pen, it's a great pen. It's a great pen. It's a, it's a really good it's, entry pen. It's an entry pen for me. It's for many people.
1: It's a good pen. It's not a great pen.
0: Uh, it's a great starter pen.
1: I'll but, get on a plane.
0: Come on. <laughs> you like that dumb jetstream I- thing.
1: <laughs>
0: can't can't abide. Cannot abide by that pen.
1: All right, before we get into a brawl over pens. G2 Let's wrap so this baby up. G2 so much pen jet jetstream. I'll let you have the last word.
0: This feels like we're going back to episode 4 or something.
1: Mhm. Yeah,
0: we might have to we might have to have
1: a a, a
0: throwdown. Mm-hmm. So, I just need to get say? someone to roll back the tape to where you said you hated founding pants And
1: then, then I, yeah, went. I just de facto Oh no, I, I know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. As long as we do this show, I will never outlive that one. So, uh, yep. <laughs> and I'm, I'll take it. I'll, I enjoy it. Good. All right. Wrap us up, mate.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pen Addict. Thanks to our sponsors again, Mass Drop, Making Light, and Pen Chalet. Go check them out. They do great stuff. If you want to find us online, there's a couple of ways you can do that. You can find Brad. He is at dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. He is penaddict on Instagram. And you can find his great site uh, over at penaddict.com. Of course, it's not just Brad anymore, but uh, you know, we've got... You're the great writing team. The staff. Jeff and
1: Susan, they are so good. They they put me to shame, but they're awesome.
0: They are great. They are really great. Um, what I love about uh, Jeff and Susan's work is I can just be reading a post and it and it doesn't feel like it's it's you. Mm-hmm. Um, because you see a lot of these blogs and like I start reading it and I'm like, this isn't Brad. Like, mm-hmm. and that's not it's in a bad way. It's just this has its own voice.
1: Right. Yeah. Um,
0: and I find, if you know, some some blogs that I read that do that kind of stuff, it can be difficult to actually tell people apart. But but you guys, you've got your own style, your own voice over there. And I really like it.
1: Well, that's that's exactly how I wanted. And, you know, not to get too behind the scenes here as we're we're closing out. But like when I brought Susan on here recently, she was like um, quizzing me how I wanted, you know, the post to look, to feel the structure. I said, however you want to do it. I said, it, I don't want you to do anything that looks like me. If you don't want to do it, don't use anything as a, I do as a guideline. You do what Susan wants to do, and that's what we're going to go with. So there you have it.
0: Awesome. Um, and you can find me online. I am at iMike, I M Y K E. And don't forget to check out the great shows that we have at uh, relay.fm um, for many more of our fantastic podcasts. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad.
1: Goodbye, Brad.